Welcome back to Stumps. Jordan Canellis with you. Bryce McGain with me. We are in the middle of the first week of the Sheffield Shield season. There is plenty to dissect from round number one, and we haven't even reached the end of the first matches. It's great pleasure for or to have on the program one of the coaches involved in the Sheffield Shield this season. He's the new batting coach of New South Wales. He comes over from uh, from the motherland, the old enemy, England. He's come down to Australia, though, to take the reins of the batsman at New South Wales. His name is Mike Yardy, and it's a pleasure to have him on the program. Mike, during uh, during the middle of a Sheffield Shield match, thank you very much for coming on. Hi, how you doing, guys? All right. Very good. So you've you've been now in uh, in the setup for what about two or so months now? How are you enjoying the New South Wales setup? Yeah, no, I've been here for two months. I kind of got uh, here just at the back end of kind of preseason, and then the kind of trial games. And uh, yeah, no, it's been good. It's been good. It's been uh, it's, a, it's a real good environment to work in. Uh, the guys have been working kind of hard previously uh, to my arrival, and you know it's continued now. And uh, you know, going well at the moment in in this current game. So uh, no, it's been. It's been a nice kind of uh, into um, kind of integration back into kind of into this uh, Australian system. Mike, uh, great to be talking with you. Um, you've had a, a star-studded career uh, in the county system with Sussex, and uh, and I guess as a player in all forms of the game and representing England as well, there's a lot to offer. How did this come about? Um, you leaving the UK and, and coming across to Sydney. Yeah, so um, so I've been at Sussex, as you say, for kind of 17 years as a player and then three years as a coach. Um, but I kind of felt that, um, you know, great for me to have a new challenge. And, you know, I saw the job come up and, you know, I knew kind of what a, a you know, good environment kind of New South Wales was. So I kind of put my hat in the ring and went through kind of interview process and, you know, here I am. So, you know, very happy to be here and, uh, you know, lucky to work with, you know, obviously some very good players in, in the Shield team at the moment, but also, you know, one thing that's really apparent is there is a lot of, a good stock of young batsmen coming through. Um, so that's, you know, that's very exciting as a coach as well to to kind of have the opportunity to hopefully, you know, help them improve and help, help them reach their potential. So there was no prior connection to New South Wales or to, to the Australian Sheffield Shield setup. This was purely just a, a job opportunity that came up and you took it? Yeah, no, absolutely. There was no kind of, um, you know, I think I played against Phil Jakes a couple of times, but, you know, I hadn't really spoke to him a huge amount. Um, yes, and, you know, there's no kind of real kind of link in there. It was just, uh, you know, I saw the opportunity came up and thought, you know what, I'll put my hat in the ring. And, you know, and then I suppose that, you know, from from, from my point of view, it's it's a great opportunity for me to, to as you say, work in the Australian system, work in a different environment. And, but also, I suppose, give, you know, slightly different kind of ideas of, you know, of how, how things may be done, but obviously not kind of push too hard with them, but just kind of gently kind of ease them in of, you know, things that maybe could be done slightly differently, but, you know, obviously have a lot being done very well already. Mike, you must have impressed in that interview. Um, what are the things that, that you said that uh, probably give you that point of difference uh, that, that would have, it would have been a much sought after role batting coach of New South Wales, but obviously there's some things that uh, are your strengths. Uh, do you want to share a couple of those? Yeah, so I think I think uh, I try and keep the game kind of very simple. You know, I think it's a game of basics. Um, I've been studying kind of sports psychology for well, five years now. I'm kind of one year away from um, potentially being able to, to kind of work as a sports psychologist. So I think that's quite a key aspect in, especially you know, not just cricket and batting and kind of 
understanding you know the mental side of the game mm. you know obviously having the fundamentals technically and things like that's important for a player but I think you know nowadays I think it's really important that you know understanding how different people think not necessarily you know how I used to think as a player but you know so many different ways that different people you know go about things and understanding you know what works for them you know what good habits they have and what habits that you know maybe they think are helping them match they're not so um so that's kind of I suppose my aspect of uh of coaching kind of you know, very much starting, you know, understanding how people work mentally and um, and also help them technically. Mike, how did you think as a player? You, you mentioned there that maybe you thought a little bit differently maybe to now you, how you're coaching. Yeah, I think the key thing as a coach is not to, I mean, unless you're an absolute, you know, great at the game, I think, you know, it's understanding that people do it differently. And I certainly, you know, I, I think I, as a player, probably got absolutely every ounce of, you know, I did it out myself. I wouldn't say I was the most gifted, talented player in the world, and you know I was quite happy of kind of what I achieved. And you know, like anything, you might achieve a little bit more, a little bit less. But you know, I certainly worked very hard. Um, but as a, you know, and then I suppose always had an interest in the kind of psychology of of how people think. So that was why I went down that route to kind of study. And um, you know, something that really interests me. Um, and as I say, it's you know, I think. I think if I if you can understand the person as well as the kind of cricketer, then that gives you a great chance of a coach, not just understanding kind of techniques. Because I think now technically, I think you know with the internet the way it is, I think you can you know understand technique if you if you look on the internet, but understanding what someone thinks about when they go and play and 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 how that kind of works with their technique, I think that well that can hopefully you know help hopefully help players. Mike, there's no doubt about that, and you're on a winner most definitely working with the psychology of the game. Um, are you noticing any difference differences? And I know you've only been here a couple of months between, I guess, how cricket is played here. There there aren't as many games as what there are in the county system. It's it's just full throttle right from the start of the season to the end of the season in the UK. But here, with less um, Sheffield Shield games uh, and first-class matches, um, it's broken up a bit different. Are there some differences that you're noticing already? I think so. I think, I mean, one thing in in the UK is, because like you say, there's a lot of cricket coming in thick and fast, is that you know a lot of the preparation is actually, it might sound strange, but done during matches. So, you know, someone might necessarily have a huge hit on the morning of the game just because... You know, their, their last four-day game was, you know, a couple of days ago. We're here is a little bit more time to kind of prepare, uh, you know, a couple of days leading into into a fixture. And I think that makes a big difference in how people prepare rather than kind of trying to, uh, not how can I put this in the right way, but not trying to cram something in, you know, in a short space of time to feel good. Actually, you get a little bit of prep- preparation time to improve yourself as a player, um, you know, and actually really prepare for what's coming up against you. So, you know, things like, you know, here playing at the Gabba, I think, you know, understanding that the pitch is going to be very different to, to kind of Sydney and, and being able to put things in place to prepare for that. Um, and that's something that, you, you know, that's difficult in the UK. But, but on the other hand is that when you're playing well in England, you know, you've gained thick and fast. So, you're, you know, you can really get on a hot streak. How about the, the differences? So that's in the preparation. What about mm. once they get into the match? Is there a noticeable difference between the the fundamentals and the the techniques of an English batsman compared to an Australian batsman? I mean, what, what the first thing I noticed in the first few days is how um, players play a lot more comfortable kind of being on their back foot, you know, just by the nature of the bounce of the pitches. But I think in England, you know, players don't tend to kind of have a, a big back foot game just because until they, 
you know, until players play international cricket, I think because just by the nature of the pitches, you know, it's very much about, um, you know, playing on the front foot, you know, with the odd shot on the back foot. And I think that's one thing that was notably kind of from a, from a technical point of view. Um, yeah, that, that would be the initial, the initial kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, it's for cricket, I suppose it changes slightly, but, you know, the bowlers are trying to hit top of off, you know, predominantly, you know, with the odd kind of change up, you know, I don't think that changes around the world. It might adjust slightly what is top of off on different pitches. Um, you know, and bat- the batter's challenge is to kind of find, not, obviously have a good enough technique, but also find game plans that can kind of eradicate that and, and uh, make it easier to score. Now, Matt, one of the things you've you've been able to experience in the very first Sheffield Shield game is is the Gabba. And the Gabba in October is a, a very different beast. I know the Victorians, when we'd go up there, our eyes would just mm. about pop out of our head, this green leafy wicket, and uh, <laughs> it put shutters through the top order, I can assure you. The, the, the guys from Melbourne going up, they'd spent the whole winter inside. Um, it, did it look like that on day one? Obviously, New South Wales had the first opportunity with the ball. But uh, was it as lively as that? And uh, further to that, you know, just seeing the the rewards that uh, Dave Warner had um, being able to bat there as well. It's a serious challenge at this time of year on that wicket, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting actually because obviously the talk was it would be very green, but actually, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't actually that green. It was quite soft, but it wouldn't. You didn't say it was kind of the same colour as the rest of the square. It was actually, you know, reasonably white. So it wasn't as kind of maybe people expected. Um, yep. You know, but that first that first day, I think we bowled, you know, really disciplined with our lengths. Uh, and as I say, the pitch was stuck in a little bit. It was a little bit slow. Um, and then we kind of held for a long period and kind of give too much away and then kind of reap the rewards in the last session. And, you know, and and, and I think, I suppose, the one thing's notable at, at the Gabby, you have to leave well. And certainly Dave Warner, you know, and Nick Burt is in the second game. They both left very well and had a, you know, big part, have had a big partnership in the game. So, you know, um, yeah, Dave Warner looked in, in, in fine nick and looked like he's moving very well and uh, really pleasing, I think, for everyone, I suppose, in the whole country to see him kind of get a big hundred. Yeah, a lot more patient than probably we anticipate and, and know Dave Warner to be. Um, you mentioned that he left the ball well and uh, it's, it is a different um, batting strip there to what it is in England, isn't it? Very different to what he experienced with Chris Board around the wicket. Um uh, with the Duke's ball, uh, di- different to batting up at the Gabba. Yeah, I mean, like you say, the, the kind of bounce at the Gabba is, um, you know, is very true and kind of come through. In England, it kind of skids it a little bit more. So yeah, it was it was it was different. But um, you know, obviously the guy has an unbelievable record, and uh, you know, and I'm sure he'll continue to improve on that record. Um, he, you know, he's a, a fine player, and he's, uh, you know, I think he's. He's been excellent around the lads in terms of kind of helping and giving advice. So, you know, it's very good for New South Wales to have him in. You've got a couple of uh, fantastic world-class batsmen in your stable, uh, Mike. You've got, obviously, David Warner and also Stephen Smith uh, in the New South Wales setup for the time being before they inevitably head off with the Australian uh, team. What have you been able to, I guess, teach them, teach two of the, the biggest and best world-class batsmen in, in international cricket? How have you been able to maybe change or tweak or or give them advice in their games. I don't think I, I don't think I, at the moment do anything really. I think obviously fine, fine players, and um, you know they know their games and they know what they need. Um, you know, and that and that's kind of been it. And trying to facilitate them as best I can in terms of you know giving them what they want as all the coaches have. But no, they they know what they're about, and you know you don't have the records they don't they have without understanding you know what it takes to have success. So um, no, I think they kind of 
very much know what they need, um, you know, to prepare for for not just Shield games, but obviously international games as well. Does your stint with New South Wales include a Big Bash team? Yes, it does. Uh, you'll be working with the uh, Sydney Thunder, yeah, so for the Big Bash, which is kind of exciting to uh, kind of work with Shane Bond to kind of actually play the under him when I uh, did a T20 stint in New Zealand. So, yeah, it'd be nice to kind of work alongside him and, and the guys from kind of Thunder and, uh, yeah, experience that as well. So, you know, and, and as I say, hopefully, you know, I want to add some value there as well. Um, it'll be, you know, be a really good good time of year to kind of, you know, experience um, that and hopefully have a successful season with the Thunder. Mike, you were an international batsman with England as well. You played uh, at the start of uh, this decade with the England ODI team and you played against Australia a couple of times. What do you recall most fondly from your time playing international cricket against Australia in particular? Uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to do, uh, I think it was a Commonwealth Bank series uh, here in 2011. I mean, I, re- I, I really enjoyed kind of playing cricket in Australia. I mean, we didn't have the most, I think we... I think we may have won both of the T20s and then lost the uh, one-day series quite comfortably. But, you know, it's a great place to play cricket. And, you know, there's a real, you know, people are very competitive about their cricket, but there's a real passion for it. And, you know, and it was a real, I really enjoyed that that kind of, that tour. Um, it was challenging, um, but something that, you know, you know, so I think any player kind of wants to do, if he can't play in the Ashes, then definitely want to play at least a one-day series in Australia. So I do remember that very fondly of kind of, experienced some some hard cricket and you know and some entertaining crowds and uh yeah something i really enjoyed about kind of playing international cricket now what are you looking forward to most obviously there's going to be a lot of cricket on the menu uh sydney's got some beautiful beaches and some nice places to go what have you found already (laughs) already i've got three kids so every time we have a day off i'm kind of at zoos or uh going on boats or or finding times kind of entertaining them and getting them into cricket clubs. So uh, yeah, I mean, Sydney looks at you know well, it is a fantastic place to to kind of live and have been a short period of time. But um, yeah, I think I think we'll probably go up the uh, Sydney Harbour Bridge at some time uh, yeah, at some point as well. So um, I'm not necessarily looking forward to that, but I can't let my wife go out there without out me. So <laughs> it's, a pride, it's a pride thing, isn't it? So I can't you know have that. So uh, yeah, I'll get up there. <laughs> Uh, Mike, you've you've been a, a central figure as well in in England and in English cricket with um, mental health awareness, and you've been yeah. you've been public in that too. You've done a lot of work in that space over in the UK. What's your history with all of that, and do you look will you look to continue that um, here in Australia? Um, oh, look, I kind of you know I've had my own kind of difficult experiences with mental health. Kind of, uh, I think everyone. You know, who's, who suffers, who's, you know, who's unfortunate to suffer, has their own, you know, it's very individual. But I do think there's a, you know, there is an element of understanding of, you know, giving people time and things like that. So if there was ever a, a opportunity to kind of help anyone or provide advice and something, I'm very willing to do because I really think it's such a, I'm, you know, as I said, a, a little bit of my coaching as well. I think if, if someone's happy off the pitch, then they're more likely to perform on the pitch. So, um, I think that's a real fundamental. I think you know that's certainly over time. Sometimes you can you can be doing okay on the pitch, not struggling off it, but over time it will kind of it will catch up with you if you don't kind of look after it. So you know I'm a great believer in that, and uh, you know if there's anything I can do to help people, then that's something that I'm very keen to do because it's you know people were very good to me when I went through tough times, and you know I think it's really important to give back. Mike, it's been a pleasure talking to you today on Stumps. Best of luck for the season ahead. Best of luck for this match. You've- been good enough to join us in the middle of a Sheffield Shield match. So good luck for the rest of this match against Queensland and also for the season ahead. 
Thank you very much, guys. Have a good afternoon. Mike Yardy there, the new New South Wales batting coach, uh, part of the state setup, and it was a, a brilliant chat, brilliant for him to join us at this stage of, uh, of a Shield match, Bryce, but a great story as well. Yeah, great opportunity for him to come over, as he said, and uh, he, he certainly would have stood out. Um, and I guess the experiences and the way he wants to coach is not just all about skill, but about the mental application and obviously yeah. having his own challenges. There's no more stressful game than cricket, I can assure you. <laughs> no more st- stressful role than a batsman in cricket because... Uh, Unfortunately, well, more often than not, you're going to fail. And uh, um, through his own experience and skills and, and ability and, uh, and track record of, as a player, but now as a coach, um, those New South Wales batsmen are in good hands. Absolutely. We'll head to a break here on Stumps. We'll come back on the other side of this and we'll uh, turn our attention to the international scene with the T20s not far away and then also what's happening around the globe.